Okay. Good morning. Good morning. So, as you can see, as you probably know, we're in our series on origin stories, which is all about superheroes. Um, and today, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man. Um, so, have any of you seen Homecoming? Yes. Okay, okay, cool. So, I watched it this week. It's a great film, a quality film. For those of you who haven't seen it, though, oh, sh okay, cool. Homecoming, the first one. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, though, basically, Peter Parker is a 14-year-old high school kid who gets bit by a spider. That's the first blink, in case you didn't know what he get bit by. Um, this spider bite, though, gives him superpowers and changes the course of his life forever. But again, Peter's literally just this 14-year-old kid who now has to try to figure out how to use all of his powers and how to keep his secret identity hidden from people who could figure it out pretty easily. It starts to become his whole life. He drops out of band, ditches his friends over and over, and just really wants to save the world. Every day after school, he runs into this alley as fast as he can to like, throw his backpack on the wall and change into his Spider-Man suit. And then he swings around the neighborhood on webs that he shoots out of his wrists, trying to stop neighborhood crime. The only thing is, though, it doesn't feel like it's enough for him. Literally within the first three minutes of the film, he's talking to Tony Stark, also known as Iron Man, and is begging to be an Avenger. He wants to be part of the cool superheroes. But Tony says no. Peter Parker then every day texts his supervisor, protector dude, the head of security, Happy, asking if the Avengers need his help and saying that he'll be there whenever they need him. Eventually, because he so badly wants to be an Avenger, he gets himself in way over his head. So he finds these guys in his neighborhood who have alien guns, second blank. Uh, they're way stronger than him, and he's super outnumbered. But because he so badly wants to prove that he's worthy of being an Avenger, he decides to go after them. Peter knew he had potential. He so badly wanted to make people happy and proud that he was willing to dive headfirst into stopping a crime he knew nothing about, even when he knew that he was not supposed to. He so badly wanted to skip the training part of Spider-Man. He wanted to skip it. And ha he wanted to not worry about learning what all these new powers meant. One day, when he found out that his suit from Tony Stark was still in training mode, it really bothered him. So he disabled it. And now he had this multi-million dollar suit that had all of these settings that he did not know how to use. And uh, he kept getting himself into more trouble. So again, he goes after these guys with guns and he tries to do it by himself. And uh, it, it doesn't work out very well. Iron Man again has to come and rescue him because he didn't know how to use his suit or his powers yet. In the scene we're about to watch, he has just screwed up again. He chased after the big bad guys when he wasn't ready and tons of people almost died, so Iron Man had to come and rescue everyone, including Peter. Okay, so we're gonna watch a part of the movie really quick. <laughs> okay, so we see that he really messed things up because he tried to go do this stuff without all the training. Tony Stark said if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. Wow. He tried to get elevated to be an Avenger before it was his time. 
Tony Stark had been very clear with him that he was not ready, but he pushed on because he didn't like the story he was in. He tried to write a story that he was not supposed to be writing, and because of that, he ended up losing his identity in this suit. Tony knew that Peter still needed to realize some things before he was ready to take on all the responsibilities of being an Avenger. To figure out some of the things he needed to realize, we're going to go to the story of David. So in 1 Samuel 17, we find the classic David and Goliath story. So some background, David is the son of Jesse. He's one of eight sons, and he's the youngest. While his brothers are off fighting for King Saul in this battle against the Philistines, like the bad guys, he's stuck at home just being a shepherd. Now, if you've read the Bible, maybe a lot of times you've heard a good shepherd, and you might think of it as like a good thing. But what that actually meant in their time was that he was a social outcast. He was not honored in society. He didn't get to be off fighting with his brothers. He was stuck at home just guarding the sheep. One day, his dad sent him to take his brothers to lunch and to check on how they were doing. Once there, he saw Goliath, this Philistine giant, who was threatening Saul's army. Basically, every day, Goliath would come out and say, if you can kill me, all of our people, the Philistines, will be under the rule of King Saul. But if I kill you, you are all under our rule. So the first thing I think that we can learn from David is that he was faithful in service with what was in front of him. He was faithful with the small things. For years, David lived in obscurity. He did not have the same status as his brothers, but he was a shepherd and he chose to passionately care for his sheep. When his dad asked him to deliver lunch to his brothers, he faithfully said yes and found someone to watch his flock. There weren't like cell phones for his brothers to call home and warn about the giant scary Philistine that was threatening them all. But when David arrived and saw him, he continued to be faithful to God and boldly proclaimed that he would fight him because he trusted that God was with him. What ways can you be faithful with what's in front of you? David just faithfully delivering lunch changed the trajectory of life for him and his people. I think that sometimes we have these big, huge goals. It's great that you want world peace and you want to stop wars, but are you willing to stop the gossip in your class? Wanting to go abroad and teach about God is amazing, but are you, unwilling, are you willing to invite that friend to church or to faithfully spend time with God to learn more about him? It's the little things that actually matter. They are what God uses to train us and teach us. Oh, okay, sorry. If David had been called to shepherd a nation before he had learned how to shepherd sheep, he would not have known what to do. If Spider-Man had become an Avenger right when he wanted to, he would not have learned the importance of being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. David's daily faithful actions of trusting God and serving with what was right in front of him, with taking care of his sheep, with delivering lunch, led to this big moment where he got to fight and kill a giant. My favorite verses from this story are verses 34 to 36, and we're going to put those up on the screen right now. It says, But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I struck it by its hair. I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. This right here was some high-level shepherd talk for I've actually been training for this my whole life. When a sheep was taken, he would run after the wild animals and he would fight for them. 
And he said that this Philistine was going to be no different because God was going to be with him. He trusted God and humbly pointed things back to God. He was ready. David eventually was going to go on to rule a nation. His entire life pointed to the coming of Jesus down his family line. But he knew that he was not just going to wake up one day and be a fit king. We saw that Peter Parker was not just immediately going to be fit to be an Avenger. He had to earn the suit. He had to know who he was with and without the suit. And he had to actually go through all of the training. David, though, had been training his whole life in ways that he didn't even know. In Matthew 5, Jesus talks about the meek and the poor and the powerless. He calls them blessed. And we know that this is because they chose and choose to rely on God's power, knowing that they can't do it on their own. God used David even though he was an outcast. And he was young. Because he had faith that God would deliver the Israelites, and he knew that God had been preparing him in all of the small things. Sometimes when it feels like life is pointless, we can know that God is there. He's preparing us, and he wants us to be training in small things, in reading our Bible, in praying, in inviting people to church, in knowing our story, so that when it's time for crazy huge things, we can be ready. God wants character to be developed before calling. This is so that he can use people who are humble, who are humble, and who point back to him. David was just there taking some lunch to his brothers when he saw this giant and volunteered to fight him. Everyone tried to stop him because he was too small and too young, and Goliath had been a fighter his entire life. But David knew that even though he had just been a shepherd, he was ready. So David went to talk to Saul, the ruler, and Saul tried to dress David in all of his heavy armor. But David was like this little kid, so it was too big and heavy for him, and so he took it off. David did not compare himself. He did not compare himself to Saul or the other people who told him that he was too small. He did not wear another person's armor. He took it off. When we compare ourselves to people, it's like putting other people's armor on. David knew that it was going to weigh him down, and he was right. It's exhausting to constantly be looking around at other people and seeing what they think. He knew that he wasn't like his brothers, but if he had just wanted to be like them, then he would have tried to put that armor on, and it would have weighed him down. When we compare, it leads to jealousy or pride. We're either jealous that we're not as good or as pretty or successful or as smart as that person, or we're prideful that we're smarter or prettier, or at least we don't do that, that thing. Neither of those things are godly. When we're jealous, we're saying that we don't trust God's timing. Peter was jealous of Iron Man and all the other superheroes who got to be Avengers, and it got in the way of him actually just being the best Spider-Man, using his gifts with what he was supposed to do. If David had been jealous of his brothers who got to be warriors instead of shepherds, he would not have been so faithful in his everyday actions of being a shepherd that actually trained him to fight Goliath. And if David had been prideful, he would have forgotten that he needed God. The really cool thing all throughout this story is that he constantly points everything back to God. He says that God will deliver the Philistines to them, and God has been preparing him. David knew that God wanted to be the hero of the story, not because he wanted popularity, but so that others would see the things that he had done and believe in him. God uses the humble and people who appear too small to fight a giant so that all the glory goes back to him. David was humble and patient. 
His story was built over time with years of obscurity. He did not try to force his way into the limelight. He waited. He humbly cared for sheep and trusted that God was going to use him. Our stories are built over time and with many, many small lessons. Peter Parker, though, was prideful. He thought he could do it all on his own. He thought he was ready, and he thought he could face like 20 guys with these alien guns on his own. It eventually led to him getting himself into trouble. David was humble and waited for God's nudges. He waited for God to call him. God did not want David to wear Saul's armor. God wanted David to use the gifts that he had given him. How are you comparing yourselves to others? Are there places of pride or jealousy that you need to rid yourself of this week, going into camp and going into summer? Are you jealous of people who seem to have it all together? People who seem to have all the friends and just fit in perfectly? People who are more athletic or more popular? Or are you prideful that at least you're at church this morning while other people are packing for camp? Uh, or do you feel like you have it all together because at least you aren't like that, that one person? We have to stop trashing other people and trying to shove them down to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. That's not our job and is not a way to love people. Like David said, we need to take off the heavy armor that comes from comparison and step into who God has called us each to be. So now we get to the classic part of the David and Goliath story. David walks out to meet Goliath and just picks up five smooth stones on his way. Some people think that Goliath had a pituitary issue, which actually is pretty cool because it meant that he probably couldn't see very well, which meant that David's method of fighting using the slingshot was going to be the most effective. If he had tried to use a sword and wore all the armor, he would have fought more close range and that might have led to a different outcome. So Goliath called out to David, and when he saw that he was just a little kid, the Bible says that Goliath despised David. But David just stuck to what he knew. So now we are going to read a few more verses. It says, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike down and cut off your head. Uh, know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag, he took out a stone, slung it, and it struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his head, and he fell face down on the ground. God used all the years that David was just guarding sheep to train him for this moment. It had not been wasted time. And if he had tried to compare himself to the other soldiers, again, the outcome might have been very different. The third thing that we learn from David is that he trusted God. It can be so hard to trust that God has the best plan for us. We want to be in control of our lives. We live in an inherently independent culture who wants to be able to do everything alone. Peter did not trust Tony Stark. He did not believe that Tony had his best interests in mind or that he was even listening to him. And he went rogue behind his back to try to do it on his own because of this. In the clip we watched, it was very clear, though, that Tony Stark had, in fact, been listening and had actually taken steps to ensure that everything was going to be okay. But Peter didn't trust him. I think a lot of times this is how we feel with God. God calls us to live lives that are different. He calls us to not conform to society. We're supposed to rely on him, and that goes against everything culture is telling us. But it's what he wants. 
What ways do you not trust God and do you try to undermine him by just doing your own thing? David, though, is a perfect example of what true trust in God looks like. He believed that God could deliver Goliath to him. He boldly proclaimed it, and then he thanked him once he was finished. Peter Parker wasn't ready to be Spider-Man because he did not realize the importance of training. He just wanted to skip to the cool big things and wanted to be like all the other superheroes, and he didn't trust Tony Stark. If he had instead faithfully gone through the training protocol of his suit that Tony had implemented and spent time learning what it meant to actually be Spider-Man with and without the suit, I think the plot of the movie would have been uh, not very exciting because it would have been a lot easier. This week, I challenge you to really look for ways that God is training you in the small things. When you feel like you want to just go do these big crazy things and right now it's kind of just pointless because, I don't know, you're young or you're busy and you just don't feel like you can do the crazy things that you want to do, uh, just know that God wants to meet you there. Make sure that you're still faithful in the small things. Know that God has made each of us unique and he wants to use us just how we are, but to do that we need to be able to rely fully and completely on him. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this Sunday um, as we get ready to go to camp. Thank you that you are always with us and you are constantly training us and you have our best interests always in mind. I pray that we would continue to see ways that you are training us and shaping us and that we would be able to live fully and completely into who you have created us to be. In your name we pray, amen.